Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Greg Rich Ministries podcast. I'm really excited today. We have Tyler Lee joining us from Guatemala. And man, he's involved with so many things. He actually was here at Rama at the same time that I was here. Um, I, I remember seeing you in prayer school with John Paul all the time, who he was a guest on our podcast and also on yours. So go back and listen to it. But uh, Tyler, thank you so much for taking some time to join the Gregor's Ministries podcast today. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me. It really means a lot. It really means a lot that uh, for the invitation to be on here. And I'm really excited about, about today. Man, you are a missionary that I don't even know how you started. I haven't got a chance to hear your story. So what was it like for you? Did you always feel like you were called to missions or was that something that came as you met your wife, Danielle? That is... 100% something that came as I met my wife, Danielle. <laughs> I mean, without, without a doubt, my, uh, my story is an interesting one. Um, as you, as you pointed out, I was at Rama with you and some of our mutual friends, John Paul and some others. And, and, uh, my father is a pastor of a four square church in Tulsa. Yeah. And so I was at Rama helping out um, at the church there. And then once, um, we graduated, then I went full-time working for my dad and, and started the young adults ministry there, um, that I was really heavily in like all in, that was my, that was my thing. I led worship and really there was no, there was no end in sight for me. Really. It was always, that's what I was going to do. And then, um, you know, maybe one day transition, take the church or, whatever. It was always yeah. pastor, pastor focused. And, um, I met my wife through a mutual friend of ours who, you know, um, was attending my church and actually really helped me out in everything that I was doing. And, um, so, you know, it's funny. I met her, my wife, Danielle, and she was already here serving on the mission field. Yeah. And I, and I, and I was pretty blown away by her, but I was like, I'm not, and I don't know, man, she's, she's it's like intimidating a little bit, yeah, right? It was, it was, I was like, man, like, I, I, I understand what this means. If I head this direction, I don't, I don't know if I, if I, yeah. I can do it. And so, um, you know, it actually took me several, a couple of years before I finally like just gave it up and was like, you know what, I really think this is God and I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to run with it. I understand what it means. And um, so I really just took some time for myself to really, really pray and decide, okay, you know, I had this in mind for what my life was going to look like, um, but God brought someone in front of me that I was not looking for, um, um, but I just can't, can't stop thinking about it. And so, you know, just prayed about it and really just, it just all fell fell into place. And now I'm here in Guatemala serving on the mission field as a full-time missionary. And, and I'm so thankful. Yeah. So, so thankful that I, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, honestly. Yeah. But it's kind of funny to me because a lot of times we like to know like, a, like the, the life or the game plan for our life. And yeah. so you had it almost lined up. You're like, okay, I'm doing the, the youth ministry or the young adults, and then I'm going to step in and maybe take over the church. And then God brings something into your life. That's like, Hey, what you thought it was going to look like is not the plan that I have for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, cause you hear it all the time in, in my, my situation, what wasn't even, you know, so much that it's what I, you know, I, I was planning on doing this, yeah. thinking I was going to do this. I was doing it. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I was actually doing it on, on pace to, to do all these things. You know, yeah. I was on staff full time, you know, the whole nine yards and, and then just, yeah, you're exactly right. I was like, well, you know, you can do that if you want, but you know, this track is better for you. So, yeah, you know, things change, yeah. but you're, you're absolutely right. You know, you think, you think that it's going to look like this and, and, and for some, for, you know, God at times he shows us a little glimpse yeah. and then we take that little glimpse and like make that the whole thing. But, you know, he just showed us a season and not, not our life. And in, before you went to Guatemala, Danielle and her family, uh, pastor, it's Harry and Karen, right? Wilson. Yeah. They had been there for quite some time. Actually, we took a uh, Greg Rich Ministries trip there and yeah. we helped build a couple homes. And so they've been established in that area. Are you guys in the same region? Are you in Antigua or where are you yeah. guys at? Yeah, we are right here and uh, we serve directly beneath them. And uh, yeah, we are right here. We actually just built the house. Um, like you said, that. we just built one probably three, three weeks ago, I want to say, maybe four. Uh, the very beginning of June. So I guess it was a month ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And yeah, that's an amazing, I, that was probably one of my favorite trips to go on just because you're not only preaching the word, but you're also demonstrating the love of God through provision Yeah, <laughs> and you're giving somebody something that's going to last. Like every time I believe, and you know, even after we got finished building the homes, you're like, every time this person enters this home or leaves this home, let it be a reminder that God loves them he cares about yeah. them and he sacrificed for them. And so you're kind of leaving this testimony, physical testimony behind. Yeah. I think that's that, just amazing. And that's the heart. I mean, that really yeah. is exactly why we do it. I mean, yeah, it, it meets, it meets a physical need, but yeah. it's a physical need that will forever remind them of what Jesus yeah. did for them, that Jesus thought about them, that he loves them, that he wanted to take care of them. And so, you know, it's just really showing the heart of God through provision. You know, yeah, it, it really is a blessing. I absolutely love doing. I can't wait till we can do it again. Yeah, I loved it actually. That's one thing mm -hmm. I want to talk about, even possibly going back there because our team members that went, that was just a life changing experience. And uh, a lot of times, you know, it's great to go out and do street ministry, and we love doing that. We love seeing the miracles, but it's a miracle in and of itself. Just being able to minister to one family for a couple of days as you're building that home, and then yeah. whenever you get to dedicate it, that's like the best feeling ever after you just put in this hard work and then you've got you've given them this thing and now it's like not only are we giving this yeah. to you as to physical need but just to let you know god loves you we don't want anything in return we're not asking you to even come to our church we're just doing it because god cares about you so right. love what you guys are doing man but you know how you've you've been there personally your your wife and her family had been there for quite some time has it been three years four years this is my third year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It feels like it's been a lot longer than that, but yeah. Yeah. In, in a good way. I yeah. I, I negative. Get it. But um, yeah, yeah. Three years now. And uh, they've been here for 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. And he speak or he ministers at Rama Guatemala there as well, or had, had yeah. been uh, Pastor yeah. Harry. And yeah, we've all, we've all had the opportunity to, uh, um, serve michael and vienna that way and yeah did and, you and did teach. you i think that yeah. i saw danielle but you had done it as well yeah i had the opportunity to do a, a class for them last year so it was okay. online yeah um so i can't wait till i can be in person with them 
yes. as well. But yeah, yeah, Danielle and I both did. Uh, we tag teamed a New Testament survey for them last year, and that was a huge blessing. That was that was an Man. awesome awesome thing to be able to do. I love what they're doing in Guatemala City, but there in Antigua, you guys, your uh, Pastor Harry and who you're working with, you guys have a Bible school as well. What's the name of that Bible school? It is um, well in. in Spanish is Escuela de Ministerio Destiny, which is School of, of Destiny. Um, so it's just, yeah, that's, that's the name of it here. And uh, yeah, we are, we are, and we're, we're about an hour away from Guatemala City. So, um, you know, that we are, we are able to, you know, basically with them together, we kind of get to tackle this, this area. That's so awesome. it's really awesome. And one thing people should understand, you know, in missions, when we're here in America, especially if you went to Rama or to another Bible school, a lot of people will pack up their bags, they'll travel across country, and they'll go to a school. But when you're in a different culture, it's not always possible to do that. And so to even be an hour away, it doesn't seem like, well, that's not that far. But in reality, you're able to reach some people that would never be able to drive an hour away or, or be able to participate that way so that's awesome that you guys are being being able to tag team that region exactly yeah well because a lot i mean a lot of our students they don't have a car yeah and so you know they are they are they are riding the bus they are taking you know they're getting a a ride from a friend you know because you're exactly right in different cultures you know in in the states you know you pack up your car and you go somewhere well these people don't even have a car to pack up yeah you know and so it's just a little little different and um, so, but yeah, so it, it is, it is, a, it's really cool, to, you know, and, and we get to, we get to spend time with them um, a yeah. lot and see them and, and just, you know, connect with them. So we, we, it really is, you know, I do feel like we are just together covering this, this whole area in the country. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. And so you've been there for three years, you got two boys now on the mission <laughs> field. We're never necessarily planning on being there. And I think there's other people that feel like God's calling them to go to another country and they necessarily haven't accepted it yet. I remember uh, when God called me to go to Ramah, I just had this knowing I was going to be doing missions or involved in some way. And um, I was actually resisting going to Ramah because I, I remember telling my parents, I said, if I go to Ramah, God's going to send me to Africa and I don't want to go to Africa. And so like I knew, like I was almost resisting taking that first step in what God wanted me to do. He wasn't just going to just take me from where I was at 18 or 19 years old and throw me into Africa, but he was going to start training me to prepare me. And one thing that was cool was when I finally said yes to the first step, once he was able to kind of work with me on that first step, then the next step, which was to do some missions in Africa, my heart was prepared for that and I wasn't yeah. resisting it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, for people that feel like, hey, I feel like I'm called to missions, but I don't know where to start. What's the first step? How can they develop that heart within them to take the first step? I, I would say there are two things that I would say I, I would I would tell anybody in missions or just ministry in general yeah find someone that's doing what you know like whether if you like it or you feel like you're called to do find someone you know i feel like in 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 today's world you know there have been so many pioneers before us that have yeah. launched you know um, i think of my parents generation my wife's you know, they were, they were real pioneers where they, they graduated Bible school, they picked up their stuff and they went. And, um, you know, 
you don't necessarily see that as much yeah. today. Um, and that's okay. Uh, so just find someone, you know, if you, you know, you said Africa, okay, well, f- well, well, who's someone, you know, that's in Africa, Yeah. you know, shoot them a message. You know, you, I'm not saying pack up your stuff and go, I'm just, just yeah. talk to them. You know, um, I feel like the biggest lie the devil is going to do to someone who feels like they're called to especially mini- missions, let alone the ministry is make you feel like you have to do it alone. Cause yeah. if you feel like you have to do it alone, then you're not going to do it. Yeah. And uh, when there's something that big, something that heavy. And so just, just find someone, talk yeah. to them, you know, and say, Hey, you know, talk to them. And after you talk to them a little while, say, Hey, it, it would be cool if I, if I came for a week, and just, you know, hung out with you, served you, set up yeah. chairs for you, you know, just, just be your, your lackey for, you know, a little bit, you know, wh- whatever it is and just get to that place. And, um, and then the other thing I would say to do is, is to just try to shift your focus, shift your confession to a missional mindset yeah. where you are living and breathing missions, um, read about it, pray about it, you know, all those things. But yeah, actually, that's the first step. Find someone, you yeah. find someone, then then link up with them. And then, you know, I'm not saying you have to move where they are, but it's it's a stepping stone. Like you said, there's a yeah. first step going to Bible school. And so maybe you've already taken that first step and you've been in Bible school. Okay, well, now what's the next step, you know, find someone, you yeah. know, whether you're even called to Canada, Mexico, you know, somewhere in North America, just find someone. I mean, I mean, how, I bet, I bet between you and me, we can name several people in North America that, you know, that you, that we could send someone to, you know? Yeah. So, you know, any, so any, anywhere it is, just, just find someone. That's a great first step. Yeah. I think that it's almost like a scouting mission sometimes. Um, yeah. If you feel, I don't know, um, before you made the decision, like, yes, I'm going to move to Guatemala. Did you go visit had you had any experience there? Was it just like, I'm saying yes, and we're just moving? What was your experience like? Well, for me, for me, my, my is unique because Danielle and her parents were here. Yeah. And so for me, it was, you know, if I'm going to, and, and, and you know, we had the conversation, I, I you know, it, it was, it was a mutual decision that I was coming. And um, I really felt in my spirit that, you know, the, the scripture says, you know, a man grows up, leaves his father and mother and is joined together with his wife. And so I felt, you know, as a man, I need to go to my wife. Yeah. And I had a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, you know, men, I should say in the, in the ministry be like, why didn't she come where you were? Yeah. And I was like, well, here's why. And I just threw that scripture out there. And, and this is just what God put on my heart. Am I yes. saying that this is verbatim? No, this is what everyone should do. No, but I know that God threw this scripture to me and, um, and, and then the decision was made. And so, yeah, I decided that I was coming here before I ever came. Man, that's awesome. And there's sometimes like, it's going to be like that. And then there may be yeah. some, like for me, just for just throw an example, like if, if God's like, hey, if I feel like this inkling, maybe we'll we'll stay in the U.S., say like go to Orlando or something uh, right. like if he's like, go to Orlando. Well, it may be beneficial for me just to go there 
And then while I'm right, there, right. I'll receive some confirmation like, yes, there'll be peace in yeah. my heart. There'll be maybe some direction. Let him speak to me while I'm in that location. And before I just make a determination like, yes, I'm going to go, I'm going to pack the car and go because yeah. maybe I'll find out I just wanted to go to Disney or it was like a good <laughs> yeah. idea, you know, yeah. so or the what I the picture I had in my mind wasn't accurate or lining up with what God wanted me to do. So sometimes I think that, yes, it's, there's situations like Tyler where, you know, obviously he got married and he went. And then there's some where you need to just go scout it out and get some confirmation that the things yeah. you've been praying about are yeah. really what God wants you to do. Or is it just a great idea in your mind? Um, right. but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, because there are a lot of times where you 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 are in your head thinking that this is going to be it. And you go there and you're just like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is this. I, I'm never coming here again. Yeah, I mean, that, that happens, too. Man, and one one thing I wanted to talk about too was you have started a podcast called Millennial Millennial Missions, and yep. beyond the podcast, you also have a Facebook group. You have a website, MillennialMissions.org. But give us a little bit of uh, insight into why you started that and what people can expect if they go listen or, or visit your website and the groups. Yeah, uh, Millennial Missions is a project that my wife and I started, and. Um, um, so if I say we or I, it all means we, yeah. um, but we, uh, we were, we were just really talking the other day. Um, I should say the other day last year, you know, last year without getting into the whole thing, you know, COVID happened. Yeah. And, um, we've just noticed that a lot of people aren't a able to get back or B haven't gotten themselves to go back. I should say. Yeah. Um, and so we were just been talking and, you know, and just really praying about what we were called to do and how that all looked. And, and then really, I just really just started to look at, you know, the people that we went to school with that, you know, or the people that I know are, you know, my age in ministry yeah. or want to be in ministry that didn't go to Rama, but they went to other things. And, and um, I just noticed that there are a lot of people that had visions, had dreams, had desires for missions, especially that they're not doing anything. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I want to help those people. I, I want to give them that motivation to step into what God has called them to do. I feel like people, um, people feel about missions the way I feel like a lot of people feel about reading everybody loves the idea of reading yeah but when they open up a book it's five minutes and then they're looking at their phone yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yep. you know they just get distracted about what's around them you know life in, in the moment and um and i feel like that's what missions has been for a lot of people that you know they had such a desire to go to haiti to go to brazil to go to france to go to africa you know to go to southeast asia and when they went to Bible school, they were so on fire to do all those things, but then they graduated and to pay their rent, they had to start working. And then, you know, they continued yeah. serving in the capacity that they were serving while they were in Bible school. And, and they just are just stuck in a rut and, you know, five, 10 years has passed and, and, and they're still doing the same thing that they were doing when they graduated, ready to be launched out into what they were doing. And I mean, I am 
100% not condemning anybody because I understand yeah. how easy that is. I mean, it is absolutely easy to do it. Um, but you know what I was saying about, you know, the generations before us were such pioneers that yeah. because I feel like one of the biggest lies the enemy has told our generation as millennials is, oh, someone's already gone there. Yeah. So, you know, you can't go there. Someone else has already gone. You need to find somewhere that somebody else hasn't gone. Well, the reality is there is not that many places that there isn't somebody there, you know, and it, it might not be our denomination or it might not be a word of faith, but there's somebody that's been there or is going there or doing something. I mean, we're in Guatemala. There are probably you know dozens hundreds of different organizations that are around yeah. here but that doesn't make my calling any less important here yeah and i feel like that is one thing that i've felt that our generation has been attacked is that their calling it has made made to be less important by lies that the devil has continued to throw at us well you know number one you're never going to do what they they did there so why even bother you know, or there's so many people there already, why even go there? You know, you look at statistics, which I think most statistics are just garbage. Yeah. Um, because you can make them have, say whatever you want them to yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, you, you went and pooled five people, 80% of the people said, well, yeah, because four out of five people said that, you know, you know, like, so you can, you can look at it and say, well, Central, Central America is 100% reach. Everybody's heard the gospel. Well, they've heard, you know, they've heard the Catholic gospel. They've heard the Mayan gospel. They've heard the Aztec gospel. You know, they, they haven't heard just because the statistics show that they've heard. When you actually go and you talk to the people and you say, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Oh, no, I haven't done that. Are you a Christian? Yes. Well, they're not yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You can't say I'm a Christian and not say you've accepted Jesus Christ. And that's what I find the most here. So people say, yeah, I'm a Christian. But that doesn't mean anything yeah and so i just i just want i started millennium missions because we started millennium missions i wanted to encourage people that despite what the statistics say despite who's been where you feel called to go you have a unique calling that is different than anybody else that has ever walked this face of the earth and it's just as important yeah you know whether it's benny hinn brother hagan uh, Rodney Howard Brown, uh, you know, T.L. Osborne, Oral yeah. Roberts, their callings are no more important than yours. So true. They're, they're not. And so it's just, it's just been like, I've to the, to the point where I've just been angry at the devil for, for telling, for telling, you know, my generation that it's been done. You don't, you, you, you can't do it. You're not going to be good enough. Or, you know, you, you can't do it by yourself and you're going to have to if you want to do it. All those things that just have just made me just want to just wring his neck and then, you know, take my brother's hand and say, let's go do this. Yeah. I, I'll help you. Maybe I won't be in the same same country as you, but I'm still here for you. Yeah. You know, I'm still on the mission field. I'm still doing what you're doing. It's just in a different part of the world. But we're all together, you know, missions. And, and that is extended to the United States as well. Yeah. You know, whether you're called to Broken Arrow or you're called to, you know, Boston, Massachusetts or San Diego, California, you are that's a mission field. Yeah. It's all a mission field that God has called you to. So 
you know, we, we've kind of limited the mission field to somewhere where you're not from. Well, you know, you look at a lot of people are not where they're from, especially the United States, you know, I was reading something and they were like, they were, they were, you know, they weren't, I don't know where they're from. They weren't from the United States. And he said, one thing that baffles me about the United States is how diverse it is. The fact that the Bronx, New York, and Texas are in the same country is just out of this world. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. I mean, the United States is just a, a mission field in, its, in it's itself. So that there's, It's just a melting pot. And so, you know, you could be called to a demographic within the United States. And so, I mean, we're all on the mission field and we all that's can so do true. this together. And so, I mean, that's, that's been my heart. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that I, I love what you guys are doing and what you're saying is so true. And it's interesting because when I was in Brazil, you know, we see people like, be like, oh, I want to go to Africa. I want to go to Brazil. I want to go to Southeast Asia. Um, but then you go to those places and many of them see the United States as a mission field. And so yeah. they're like, and they're not coming because they want the American dream. They're coming because there's people they believe that need to be reached here. Yeah. And so we can do that. You know, if you're here in the U.S. and you feel called to missions, I would say another great place to start is to start wherever you're at. You're not yeah. going to just one day move from wherever city you are to another country and become the person God created you to be. Yeah. Be the person God created you to, you to be in that city. So if you can see yourself on the mission field going out and talking and evangelizing to people yeah. in the streets, start where you are in your city. Get some experience. You you may mess up a few times giving your, yeah. your demonstration of the gospel or your examples, but you're going to learn. You're going to get repetitions. You're going to get better, and you're going to be, start seeing who you truly are no matter where you are, and I yeah. think that's important, at least to start, for sure. Yeah. You know, one thing I tell people when I'm, when I'm preaching in a church or especially here uh, is, um, you know, the gospel says go out into all the world. Yeah, I said, well, the world starts at your front door. The second so you walk true. out your door, you're in the world. Yep. And so, you know, yeah, we when we hear the Great Commission, we're thinking, okay, I got to go to Africa. I got to go yeah. to Brazil. I got to go to Russia. I got to go to Germany. I got to go all these places. But no, the world is at your front door. Yeah, You know, your community that God has placed you in, your mission field might be your neighborhood in BA, Oklahoma. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's why I just, I, I say it so much and, and I know it might get repetitive for some people, but me in Guatemala is no, no greater, no stronger, no more important than you and Broken Arrow. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not. And because we're all doing, you know, we're all doing the work of, of, of the church. Yeah. And, you know, and, what my desire to, to tell people, really to convince people, is that you are so unique that there is no one that has the call of God in their life that you do. Yeah. You know, the people that you have influence on, and you too, just the people that you have influence on are not the same people I have influence over. So true. Yeah. And, and we might have a little bit of overlap. But the people that I'm going to touch in my life that I've already touched in my life, you wouldn't be able to do and vice versa. The people that you've talked to that ministered to the doors that have been opened to you would would never, would never happen for me. And and, and why should they? Because that's not my call. And so you got to take what God has given to you. And and I love that scripture that says, you know, don't compare yourself to others. You know, don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Just look at what God has put in front of you because that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, 
it's not going to be any less as long as you are doing what God's called you to do. Yeah, on paper, like on our world, like world standards, it might not be as extravagant as Billy Graham. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you didn't fulfill what God's called you to do. Yeah, you know that's so. You true. know, I I think about it all the time. You know, because people say, well, you know, Billy Graham, he 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 he, you know, brought so many people into the kingdom. And I said, well, he was supposed to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, God didn't look at him and be like, wow, he just blew me away with what he did. And that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you might not, you're supposed to stand in the stadium of, of 10,000 people and lead them all to Jesus, but that's yeah. okay. Maybe you're supposed to lead a home group at your church and, and, and lead that one person that, you know, your neighbor brought, you know, yeah. that's just, it's the same importance. It's the same calling. We're all together building up the church. And that makes me even think about, too, the person that led Billy Graham to the Lord. You know, he's yeah. no less important than everything that Billy Graham did after that. Exactly. Know? Exactly. He was supposed to reach Billy Graham, and Billy Graham was supposed to reach those people, and they fulfilled what they were called to do. And I love what you said, too, about how each one of us, we're going to reach different people. And a lot of that, too, comes to how God has gifted us, but also the doors he's opened for us individually, yeah. where he's called us to be. But it also deals with the personalities that we have. You know, yeah. you might be able to reach someone that receives from your personality better than I can or vice versa, yeah. you know. And so for you, don't belittle yourself or think that the way that you minister, or the way that you talk is is less important or less special. There's some people that get up and minister and they're so charismatic. And I can yeah. do that at times, but that's not my natural take. But if right, I tried to do right. it, tried to force it and tried to be like them, then I would never reach the people that needed to hear what I had to say through the way that God made me to say it. Right. And so like, I think one of the, you know, we're talking about steps and I think a lot of it comes back to just accepting who God created you to be. Not that you can't change, not that you can't adapt, not that you can't grow, or that he may ask you to step into a different thing than what you're normally used to right. doing. But, right. but accepting that, okay, this is how I'm naturally geared, but I'm still going to be open. And I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to tell people to stay in a box, you know, but right. accepting that, okay, you may not look like this person or that person, but that's okay because there's people you're going to reach that that person isn't. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what I tell people. It's like, yeah, I, you know, it's like, well, I don't talk like them. I don't look like them. I can't do what they do. And I just say good. Yeah. Cause you're not supposed to. Yeah. You know, if God wanted you to talk like them, act like them, be like them, then he just would have made two of them. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't that's have so made true. you special and unique and different with a different purpose and a different calling. So you're, you're 100% right, Josh. I mean, just, just be, be happy with who you are and, and feel okay. I mean, Paul said, you know, I'm content in all things. Be content with the plan that God has for you. Because, yeah. you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, when it says we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you know, and give an account for what we've done in the body, whether good or yeah. bad, you know, he's not going to ask, well, did you do what Josh did? Yeah. he's going to say, what did you do that I asked you to do? You know, he's going to look at, okay, I asked you to do these things. Did you do them? And so all we can do is focus on what was put in front of us and not worry about what anybody else is doing. Yeah. And, and that, so that, that, I mean, that's been my heart is okay. What are you called to do? How do I help you do it? 
Yeah. From where I am, how do I give you that encouragement, that help, that connection to make you feel like one, you're not alone, that you, whatever you are called to do, you're, you're not going to be alone doing it. Yeah. And then how can I be a resource to you to help you, whether it's spiritually, naturally, whatever it takes, how can I get you from A to B? Yeah. You know, okay. You feel like you're called to, you're called to here. Okay. That, okay. I can help with that. You know, physically I can, okay, let's yeah. get you on a plane. Let's get you a place to stay. I can help you. Um, or, you know, you're called to, to Europe. Okay. Well, everything that I do is not going to be what you're going to do, but we're still going to be doing missions together. So, okay, yeah. well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your vision. Let's talk about what your goal is. What would you like to see at the end of the first year you're there? You know, yeah. all those things, how, how can I help? And I believe that there's just, you know, if more people were asking each other, okay, how can I help and being sincere about it? I feel yeah. like there'd be a lot more people stepping out because I believe that we are getting closer and closer to the return of Jesus. I mean, you look at what's going on in, in the world, in, in culture, in society, you know, the stars are aligning. Yeah. Prophecies are getting true. The world's getting yeah. crazier and crazier. Pretty soon God's going to be calling us home. So yeah. I believe that there should be more missionaries out there now than there ever was before. Yeah. So that means I believe there are more people called to the mission field that there ever was before. That's but, so you know, you're, you're not seeing huge, huge growth in, in people stepping out on the mission field. And, you know, you know this, you know, there are a lot of people that we know that felt called to the mission field and they're not there. Yeah. So how do I help you? How do we go revisit what that vision was that you had, that calling that you had? How did we revisit that and, and, and then get you there? And I love that what you what you and Danielle are doing with Millennial Missions because you're building a community. I feel like you're building one where you're not in co competition with each other. And I remember yeah. when I was in my mission school and talking to all the different missionaries, they were asking, you know, what do you think is the number one reason that people leave the mission field? And almost everyone was saying money. And yeah. then, but then when you talk to the missionaries and you look at everything that was being said, it's not money, it's other missionaries that yeah. caused them because they see it as competition. Oh, you're moving into my area or yeah. you're going to do. And what I love about what you're talking about is we're not competing with each other. We're building a community of people to yeah. support one another. Right. And uh, I, I love that, man, because I, I think it's so awesome. And that I think that's something with our generation that I, I like to think we can be proud of. You know, the millennial yeah. generation kind of has gotten bashed over the last five, 10 years or whatever it's been. <laughs> But, you know, one thing I do say is that we are supportive of one another and we're not just yeah. looking to compete. And so that's something that I'm excited about. But, you know, Tyler, you guys obviously um, have been working there for several years, but we want to give people the opportunity if they'd like to sow into what you guys are doing or get involved yeah. as partners. What's the best way that they would be able to do that? Uh, the best way is that you can go to our ministry website, which is leeministries.net. And then there's a giving page there that you are more than welcome to, to go there and, and um, you know, just set up whatever, whatever you feel led to do. Um, it'd be a huge blessing to us. And we just appreciate anybody listening and anybody that wants to check us out there. 
Yeah. And don't only give, but also go listen to the podcast. Uh, I can yeah. tell you, I was just listening to some of the episodes that I hadn't caught up on this morning and it's so good. You got to go listen to it. Millennial missions. And where can people find it is on everything or Apple? You or... can pretty much find it anywhere. Um, okay. Excuse me. You can go to Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, those are the main ones. Um, but yeah. And then um, I'm also, I'm also, you can also find me on Anchor, which also okay. can lead you to anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So just Millennial Missions, go check it out. They have some, he, not only, I was just telling before we started the podcast, Tyler does a tremendous job of being able to hold a <laughs> podcast on his own. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when there's no one there to give you any feedback. You just got to yeah. go. That's an interesting dynamic, but he also has some awesome, awesome guests on there. And so you need to go check it out and then also go join the Facebook group. Do you know the name of the group? It's a millennial them. missions. It's the millennial missions on Facebook. It's a group. Um, I'd love to. And, and that, and that's, and that is a group that was created to, to help one another. Yeah. You know, I said all of this and, and, you know, you could be asking, well, how are you going to help? That it was just one easy way that yeah. we felt, okay, somebody can be a part of that group and we can be each other's resources. Yeah. You can get on there, hop on a question. Hey, I had a question, you know, what do you guys do about, you know, your furniture when you, when you're out on the field? Yeah. You know, okay. Well, yeah, this is what I do. You know, we put it here, we do this with it, you know, just, just whether it's, it's physical or, or spiritual, we just want to be resources for one another. So if you have a heart for missions or you're on the mission field or want to be on the mission field, join that group. Yes, please go do that. And we're going to put the links uh, to his personal ministry site, site, uh, millennial missions, dot org as well and then we'll put a if we can if you're okay with it we'll put the facebook group in there for anybody Absolutely. that's interested in doing missions you can go get involved in that group and just start building a community around you of people that are like-minded who are uh, going in the same direction as you and are going to be there to support you so tyler yeah. thank you so much man for joining yeah. me today it was a great conversation Love talking to you and please send Danielle and your two boys our love and uh, hopefully we can make it there sometime soon. And yeah, visit absolutely. You guys. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to have you and thank you. I appreciate uh, your time inviting me and I need to get you on my podcast next. Let's do it, man. Let me know. All right. Absolutely. All right. Talk soon, man.